0: talking about taking one small step forward we're talking about how God celebrates when we take a step forward not not all the way I know everybody sort of goes into the new year thinking man I want to go all the way I want to lose 60 pounds I'm gonna I'm gonna pray every day reading my Bible for an hour a day and, and it's I'm just gonna go all in and then and then when you fail when you mess up because you will when you don't meet that big goal then you sort of give up all along the way. And we talked about how God celebrates just one step at a time. Here's our theme verse. It's found in Psalms 37. It goes like this. that The steps of good men, in other words, the finality, like where we're headed, the steps of good men are directed by the Lord. But God is really interested not in your steps. He delights in the step, like that one, like, that, like the next step that you're taking, the, the, the one small step. Uh, forward. And last week we, we talked about, if you weren't here, we talked about, man, I just feel like this should be easier. I don't know if you've ever said that in your life. I feel like marriage should be easier. I feel like I sh- should have been further along in my, in my career. I feel like business should be easier. If you're a parent, I feel like parenting should be easier. Come on, everybody. I feel like it should come with with a manual. I feel like uh, Brandy always says uh, on, on our tough days parenting that, it's, that God makes you forget how hard it is so you'll keep having more. Because if if we'd have had our second first, come on everybody, we'd have had you know you know you know the you know the you know the rest of that. So, like you just I just thought it would be easier, but it's not going to be easier. Write this down. Everybody who takes notes goes to heaven. That's not in the Bible, but here's here's the, here's the truth. You can't just dream your way. Write this down into your destiny. You can't just dream your way into your destiny. You you can't just say man one day man it's going to happen. Man I'm just going. I just got a big dream, it's just going to happen, I'm just going to walk that way. Dr. King, I know he's most famous for having a dream, but he walked out this dream. It wasn't just what he talked about. You can't just dream your way into destiny. God's looking for faithfulness. God's looking for consistency. Write that word down. needs to be a word that you have in your vocabulary this year, is consistency. You want to be a better parent? It's consistency. You want to be a better husband? It's more than flowers on Valentine's Day. It's flowers a few times a year. All the wives say, "Amen." There's some consistency of date nights. Come on, I'm getting ready to preach relationships next next month, so I'm already working on you. Like, there's some consistency you got to have. You got to consistently pick your socks up, men. Come on, Mama. It'd be all right if you consistently cook. Come on, now. That like, there's just some. Cons- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Consistency is it? there's just, there's something, Shakespeare said, consistency, thou art a jewel There's some faithfulness, there's some consistency, you can't just dream your way into it You gotta work into it, you gotta step into it, you gotta just keep on going Listen, you don't have to get there first, you just gotta get there Let me, let me tell you that again, you don't have to get there first you ever known somebody that j- j- has to be first at everything that races you home? Any of your spouses have to be there first? I've been waiting on you, w- w- sucker! You ran all the stop signs. You know what I mean? Like I, you almost killed yourself. I got kids back here. Like I, but they just—they got to be first. First to the restaurant. First home. First up. First out of the shower. I'm, fir- I'm we're first. I just I beat you today. Everything's a competition, and sometimes in faith you sort of take that that. Man, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get to this thing. I gotta get the thing that I'm gonna do. I I gotta get all the way there. And in the Bible, you don't have to be there first. You just gotta get there. Matter of fact, the Bible said that the race that you and I are in is not to the swift, it's to those that endure to the end. Like just getting there. I've known some people that run really fast, faith. In their faith walk, that they sort of go all in and just, I'm, I can do it, I can do it. I can and then you burn out halfway through because you didn't have consistency. There was no consistent habits. You just you just gotta you gotta get there. And in your destiny, God's not looking for how quickly you get there. He's looking for you to get there. It's not how fast you go. The problem is on our way to our destiny, there's stuff that happens and stuff that gets in your way. How many of you hate traffic? Like it's it's the, the, uh, like you hate it. Like you got to pray about it. Where you at? I, I I do, I really do. Which is hard because I live on what's called the north side of Bernie. It's even funny to say that Bernie has a north side, but anyway, it does. And and it's I live, which basically means it takes me 15 minutes to get anywhere, so I can go 15 minutes anywhere. You know what I mean? I got I got to get out, and then when I get to I-10. Uh, out, out of where I, I live, then, then there's traffic, and and getting on I-10 is is like a human game of Frogger. It's it's you just, you just have to dodge and hope that this isn't the day. I always pray on the ramp and tell my wife I love her, and just, you know what I mean, just in case this is the time that that I that I meet the Lord. And then we get on I-10 and there's traffic and there's and there's so much that's there, and I just get so cr- I I, just, I have to pray through road rage almost. Uh, uh, uh daily or, or hourly because I just I want to get where I'm going and stuff's in my way and listen, the devil knows that he probably can't take you off course. so write this down if he can't destroy you, he just distracts you. If I can't get you completely off course, walking away from God, not not denying that God's working in your life, if I can't destroy your destiny, I'll just distract you from it. I'll, I'll distract you so that, I didn't write this in your notes, but so that I can delay you to your destiny. And I'll get you frustrated about the traffic jams along your life. I thought we'd be there sooner. I thought we'd own a home by now. I thought we'd own a ranch by now. I thought we'd invite our pastor over to our ranch by now. I, I, thought, I, thought, <laughs> I thought we'd have kids by now. I thought we'd pay this debt off by now. I thought, I thought we'd be further along than we are by now. And, and he hasn't destroyed you, but the enemy's, I think, his masterful plan, especially in the 21st century, is to distract you with all the stuff of our life so that he can delay you from the destiny God has for you. And you just end up living your life distracted on, on autopilot. Anybody ever driven somewhere and can't remember how you got where you were? Now, I don't mean in your college days because you were, you know. I, I mean like you just, you got on autopilot, you know what I mean? Where you didn't even know, like I don't even know how I got here. I don't, I don't know, you, like I drove to the wrong place. Like I zoned out. I, I never forget, there's times I'm in the car with Brandy. And I'm, I'm the guy that can drive 15 hours and never turn the radio on, never say a word. Anybody else? She wants to talk and listen to music from the moment we're in the driveway. Like in the driveway, we're connecting our iPhones so we can have a dance party for 15 hours to go see family. And, and I would rather look out the window and never say a word. And she, and she asked, I don't know, three or 4,000 times, what are you thinking? What, what's going through your head? Honestly, I'm being honest with you, nothing, absolutely nothing. Like I think too much, and I, I I just I'm not think, and I and if I'm not careful, sometimes because of that, I, like driving alone, I'll turn all the radio off, and I'll zone out and drive to the wrong place, and I'll look up, and my car just went to the, you know my truck because I'm a pastor in Texas. Come on, my truck went my truck went to HEB, and I'm like, this is not where we're going. It's not what we're or or Taco Cabana. That's usually where it goes. Like our truck did, <laughs> like it. You know, and 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 I just like I'm zoned out. I'm on autopilot, or, or I remember I remember one time not long ago, I was in I was in Walmart, and I was sort of in that thing. I was, I don't mean to do this. I got to work on this. My counselor says I really got to work on it, but I tend to get blinders on, and I just I got this one track mind. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like I don't see, and it's not that I don't see you. It's that I'm I'm just, I'm going over there, so I'm bad to walk by you, or or just and not even honestly. It's it's not personal. It's not like I didn't talk to you I just have this one track mind so I was shopping in Walmart and 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 I had some things in my hand and and there was a church member there and it just threw me off it just it just I didn't I didn't know them and our church is large enough and I love that about this church. I don't I don't know everybody, but it's easier for you to remember one name than me to remember five hundred of you. So 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 they called me by name and it just threw me off. I don't know. I just I just had this one track doing it threw me off. And and we kinda walked through the store, <laughs> our true store, kind of walked through the store a little bit, and I'm carrying my stuff. And I walk right past the registers. Y'all, your boy almost stole a whole bunch. And I thought to myself, "Here I am, like the front page of the you know shoplifting pastor. Is it like this? This is what it's come to. You know what I mean? Like toilet paper. This is what I've. This is what I'm at now. But it's because I'm on autopilot. I just, you know what I mean? And, and then and the, and the beep goes off, and I turn around and yell, you know, praise the Lord, and they're laughing. It, it, I mean, but it's because my life is is like I just get zoned out. And if you're not careful, on your way to your destiny, there's there's so much stuff that happens. You just get on autopilot." And, and, and you'll start picking things up along the way that you weren't ever supposed to carry with you to your destiny. But you got them all along the way. And you don't even realize you're carrying all this stuff out. You got all this stuff we carry around. That's why the Bible said that you're to lay aside every weight and sin that stops you. Two different things. There's some things that you're carrying that aren't sin, but they're weights. There's some stuff you've picked all, uh, along the way that's delaying you from your destiny. It's not sinful. It's not The question people always ask is, Pastor, is this a sin? Is this a sin if I do this? Is this a sin if I do that? Listen, most of the time my answer is no, but it's probably weighing you down. It's probably stopping you from getting where God wants you to be faster. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Shout amen to that. Like there's some stuff you pick up. We carry around the opinions of others. My dad said I wasn't smart enough. My mom said I'll never amount to anything. My teacher said I can't read good enough. It's never going to be there. He said he didn't love me anymore. They said I, that I couldn't have that business. They said the promotion wasn't for me. And we carry around these opinions of others and hurt from our past. And we carry around unmet expectations of others. Anybody ever let you down? Anybody ever disappointed you? And we carry around that disappointment and that failure. And we end up taking all this stuff with us. And instead of all of this stuff pushing me to my destiny, all of that stuff now becomes my identity on the way to my destiny. Now I'm the hurt one. Now I'm the dumb one. Now I'm the slow one. Now I'm the one that just can't seem to get it together. Now I'm the scatterbrained one. Now I'm the one that just can't. And we sort of wear this stuff as as our identity that we picked up along the way. That we really did. We, sh- we were never meant to carry to Our destiny. It was a distraction sent by the enemy, meant to delay you from where you were going. And you just loaded it on your uh, on on your life. We travel a little bit. Brandon and I have the privilege of traveling a little bit, especially before we had kids. We preached. I preached all over the country. would we'd fly a, a lot of places. And, and we always played this game of how much luggage can we carry without a luggage cart. And, you know that game where, where you pile stuff on top of one another. And those luggage carts you know that cost like $8 or whatever it is and you, and you pull it out and stuff still falls off of the luggage cart. But, but I, I have this, and don't, don't laugh because it hurts my feelings, I have this aversion to elevators. And I, I I'm a claustrophobic, and I'm scared of escalators. Anyway, that you know you, you see why I'm so short now. God knew, <laughs> like, so I, I have a tough time going up or down anywhere. I'm just gonna be honest with you. If they ain't got stairs, you boys in trouble. So, so I have this, t- but we but one time we, we were we had taken a long trip, and we had a lot of luggage, and and we had to get a luggage cart, and uh, God provided a ram in the thicket. Come on, don't you love when people don't put them back, and you don't have to pay for it. Thank the Lord. I could do the right thing, but I just take it as a blessing from God. So I just I put I put all of our luggage on it and we get to we get to the deal we get to the like the elevator I'm it's I can't, I, you know there's too much stuff too many people smells in here it's hot what if we die I can I can't do that. So so we go look at the escalator and it's not very tall and I, but I can't take the the luggage cart up the stairs and so literally we're just standing there at an impasse. Brandy's eyes are rolling like I'm married to dummy over here that we can't decide how to get up there so we can actually get in a, we're going 30,000 feet in the air and you can't take an escalator you know ten, 10 feet up But I got this luggage cart And I can't, I, can't, I can't take it up where I'm going And so we're at this impasse How do I get How, how do I get all of this stuff Up there There's some times in your life When you, you should have been investing In ladders and stairs To get you where God called you to But instead we, we invested in carts To carry all this stuff That we were never meant to carry And then we get to this impasse in our life And we go why can't I get up there Why can't I get the business that I think God's called me to? Why can't I write the book that I believe that God's got in me? Why why haven't we we moved forward in our relationship? Why why haven't we moved forward in our trust? Why why hasn't our relationship blossomed? Why isn't my relationship with God? I want to go up there, but I'm looking at all this stuff I brought with me, and I don't know how to get all this stuff up there. It's because God never designed you to carry all of that stuff. You can't step up with all that stuff. You can't step up into all God has for you carrying around all of this stuff. That's better preaching than you're amen in right now. You can't step up with all of that. You can't step up with insecurity. You can't step up with, with, with feeling like I'm not good enough, with with feeling like I'm never gonna make it with the opinions of others. You can't go up the escalator and then and then you start praying for a ramp. You start praying, God, just make this easier. Give me a ramp. It'd be easier for me to push all my stuff up a ramp. But God does not give you a ramp to your destiny. He always works in steps. And you can't take your cart of stuff up a step. You just can't you can't move that way. God what about all this stuff though? Not all of that's bad. There's some pain in there. There's some real heartache on my luggage cart like it really is important to, like it, it, it really hurt me it was re- and I understand that but listen to me, listen to me closely. God allows pain in your life not to hurt you or hold you back. He allows pain in your life to produce purpose out of your life. Instead of saying this pain holds me back, you need to have an I'm going to come out of this mentality. I I, I can do this. I, I can move on. Pain has a purpose, and it pushes me into my destiny. you, you got to decide. Just because I failed doesn't mean I'm a failure. everybody. Just because I fall down doesn't mean that down is where I'm going. It's not the destiny God has for me. I don't have to stop right there. Write this in your note. You need to write this on your mirror and lipstick unless you're a guy and that's weird but rather than soap on your on your mirror come on everybody don't put a period where god put a comma in your life don't say this is over where god said i'm just pausing right here don't, don't say, I guess we'll never have when God just hasn't made a way yet. Don't say it's never going to come to pass just because it hasn't come to pass yet. Don't put a period, well, I guess God always wants me on this level because I can't get up this level with all this stuff. No, no, no. Don't put a period where God just put a comma. Matter of fact, Micah says it best in the Old Testament. He said, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, because when I fall, that's important to know, when I mess up, when I fall, that's not where I'm going to stay. I will Arise! I'm getting back up from where I'm at. He said, hey, devil, you don't, don't throw a party yet. It's not over yet. I'm not giving up yet. Say amen to that. I hope second service comes ready to preach. Because when I sit in darkness, I can still see where I'm going. The, 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 the hard news is that you're going to fall and you're going to sit in darkness. The good news is you can have the resolve to get up again. You can have resolve to get up again. Here's the truth, though. It may be harder before it gets easier. Let me just give you the hard news. It may get harder before it gets easier. The the, the situation you're praying about, the thing you're believing God for, it may get harder before it gets easier. You may have harder days to come. It may still be difficult for you sometimes. You may still live through another holiday season where the prayer isn't answered. It may still be a hard week at work. It may still be a hard few months. There may be some work you got to do. But it doesn't mean that God's not coming through. Let me let me just give you if you're a Christian today, let me give you a fact about Christianity. You are not on a cruise ship everybody. You're on a battleship. Come on somebody. This is not Royal Caribbean. Come on, this is a battleship, not a cruise ship. You're not going to Nassau everybody. We're going to the New Jerusalem. Come on. Now. Like you got to you got to pick up and realize this is I'm I, this is worth fighting for. It's going to be a fight. There's going to be hard days, but it's worth fighting for. Say amen. And the good news is this. Isaiah says it like this, that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. It doesn't say no weapon will form against you. They are forming against you. There are weapons right now in the spirit world that are forming against you. They're fighting against a healthy marriage. They're fighting against financial security. They're fighting against relationship with your kids. They're fighting against good, good, healthy spiritual life and, and a good prayer life. And they're fighting against you, moving forward. There's some stuff that's forming against you. I tell you this every 21 days, but the enemy will not sit back and just allow you to take spiritual territory without a fight. Never never anytime somebody comes to me and says pastor why is the enemy fighting me so bad i always tell them because you're taking ground because you're moving forward I, you just started tithing you just started serving you just started coming back to church faithfully you just started show- you thought the enemy was just gonna go oh i'm okay with that i can lose one no 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 that's not the way this works everybody if he's not chasing you i'd be worried if i was you come on because every time that, that i start moving forward he forms a weapon but that weapon will not prosper against you. You know how to guarantee the weapons don't prosper? You just keep taking your next step, moving forward, doing what you know God called you to do. And at the end, there is your destiny. Say amen to that, everybody. If you want to do great things in your life, and for God, there's a process you're going to have to go through to get there. Everybody has a process. Everybody has a process. Everybody. The angels announced That baby Jesus was coming. And here's what they said. Listen close. I know we just come out of Christmas. When the angels announced to the shepherd, they said, and he shall be called. Write that down in your notes. He shall be called. Why did they not talk of The Son of God, like the the word was already, John, John 1 said the word was with God and the word was God. So the word was already in existence. Why did they say he shall be called? Why didn't they say he is called? Why didn't they do that? You know why? Because Jesus still had to grow. There was still a process. They never said that Jesus was great when he got here. When he got here, he was a baby. There was a process. He had to go through some things. The God that was in him, all of God, dwelt in Jesus fully. All of the God had the Bible said, dwelt in him fully. All of that was God, and it was great. But the man, he was 100% man, it had to grow up. Luke 2.52 said, he had to grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and in favor with man. Listen, the stuff that Jesus went through is the reason why he shall be called this stuff. Not because he was called. Everybody's got a process. If Jesus had to grow up in some stuff, there may be some stuff you and I can grow up in. If Jesus had to go through some stuff and develop some stuff, well, what developed Jesus? Well, he was tempted 40 days. Temptations grow you. There's some stuff in your life you're praying that God would take away from you. God, I just I wish I wasn't tempted by that. Well, why don't you start praying, God, why don't you grow me through this temptation? What if this thing is developing me? There were diseases and devils that Jesus had to fight. What was that? It was developing him. There were religious bigots and biased people that he had to fight. Why? So it could develop him so that we could get to the point where he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. But he wasn't born that way. He had to grow into it. Look at, look, oh God, I'm trying to be good today. I told myself I was going to be good. Look at me in the eyes. You have got to get over yourself that when you were born again, you were fully grown. When you were born again, you started stepping somewhere. And if you ever stop stepping, then you're stop growing, and you're not going to get where God called you to be. Jesus had to to grow in in, in that. What, what, What made him great is all of that stuff he went through didn't get in his spirit. Listen, the interesting thing about Jesus is he didn't carry around a card of all the problems. We, we let stuff get in us and we carry it around and we pack it with us and then it keeps us from our destiny. It keeps us from what God called us to do. God or, ordained Jesus to die on the cross and He could have allowed all this stuff to stop Him. His bitterness could have become baggage like it does for us. I can't believe this happened. I can't believe Judas would betray me like this. You know, it's interesting to me, until the day that he died, Jesus called Judas His friend. We call Judas a cheat. We call him a terrible liar. We call him an ambassador from hell. But Judas fulfilled Jesus' ministry as much or more than any other of the disciples. (laughs) The, the, The person that betrayed him the most helped propel him to his destiny of the cross. The person that hurt him the most. We always think, God, I just I want people in my life that, that, that help me and not hurt me. Listen to me. Look at me. You need people in your life that are going to hurt you and lie on you and cheat you and deceive you and betray you and cut you deeply because they propel you into what God wants you to be. There's nothing better than for you to realize you're not in my destiny. You weren't supposed to go with me. You, you, God didn't ordain you in my life. There's nothing like a no from God. You need to high-five a hater when you walk in tomorrow. Come on, somebody. You need to high-five all the hate. They won't even know why you're doing it. Walk into the office tomorrow. high and everybody. Talking about, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. You're a terrible working partner. I'm glad you're here. I hate working here. I'm glad you're here. You're going to help me because I realize. Now, listen, if your husband high-fives you today. Because oh. <laughs> I realize that you're pushing me into my destiny. You're pushing me. Judas, I'm going to call you my friend because if you hadn't sold us for 30 pieces of silver, if you hadn't alerted the chief priests and the scribes and the Pharisees where I was in Gethsemane, I would have never been pushed into the cross and fulfilled the destiny the Father had for me. My haters are the people that propel me to what God wants. And we always think, God, why, why did it happen to me? Write this down. There are levels of blessing that you cannot get to without betrayal. There's some stuff in your life you'll never get. Without some betrayal, there's a level of blessing you'll never get to. You thought they just closed the business down and cheated you. You thought they just walked away from your marriage, just to hurt you and to, and, and, and to cause di- dysfunction and pain. And no, no, no. God, God has set up some stuff in your life through betrayal. That end up being your biggest blessing. I, I, I'm here to, to talk to somebody who's been distracted on their way to your destiny. That, that, that you thought it would go one way and it would be easier. And it was supposed to happen like this. And then a roadblock coming. You pick up all this stuff and you carry it with you. And now you can't take one small step because you don't know how to get there. Listen, there's just some stuff in your life you need. There's some pain that you need. The, the Bible says that you are to be crucified with Christ. Listen to me. You can't crucify yourself. There's got to be somebody there with hammers and nails. And we always pray against people with hammers and nails. What if those are the people who are pushing you into your destiny? What if those are the people? That's why Jesus could look down and say, Father, forgive them. They don't even know. They don't even realize what they've done. They've propelled me into the plan you have for me. That's why Jesus was able to tell the Father, into, my, into your hands I, I, I commend my spirit. In other words, I, I know what they don't know, that they're part of God's plan for my life. Abram. Is trying to please God. And God sends him down to Egypt. And he tells Abraham. Listen. I'm going to make you great in Egypt. That's crazy, God. Why would you send me there to make me great? Why don't you just make me great out here? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Why don't you make me great in this area? Why don't you make me great like before I have to work? God, why don't you just give me a good house and a good marriage and I don't have to work for it? Why don't you, By the way, if you find that, you need to write a book about it. God, why don't you just make me great without me having to go to work? Come on, I, I meet 20-year-olds who are already talking about retirement. God, why don't you, do <laughs> God, why don't you make me great when I don't have to work forty years? You got to work for it. Henry and I were talking just the other day. He's seen some success in his life. traveled literally traveled the world and produced and albums and and, and Christian artists. People you would know. Pe- people that you had no idea have his fingerprints all over them. How blessed we are, by the way, to have him at City Hills and a part of our family. And we were talking about somebody else in in, in, the, in the business, and he said he doesn't know, he doesn't know the grind, like he doesn't know the late nights. Like you, you you don't know what it took to get where I am. You wouldn't want to trade you want to trade spots with me now. You wouldn't want to trade spots twenty years ago. You wouldn't want to trade it when when I had to get where I'm because it takes work to get where I'm going. All the betrayal, all the all the heartache. Sometimes I got to go down to Egypt before God can bless me and make me great. Sometimes it seems like God's backwards. Now listen. Either God's backwards or we are. Let me prove it to you. Either God's backwards or we are. Let me give you a little hint. I'll go ahead and get to the punchline. It's us. But listen to this. This is crazy. Look at 1 Samuel 2. This is crazy how God works. The Lord, this is even King James because I felt like it was more spiritual. The Lord killeth. The Lord kills, then he makes alive. Watch this. He brings down to the grave, then He brings up. He makes you poor, come on somebody. Then He makes you rich. He brings you low, then He lifts you up. Oh God. He raises up the poor out of the dust. And He lifts up the beggar from the dunghill. Thank God for that. To set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. From the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and He'd set the world upon them. Now listen, either God's backwards or we are. But if I read it right, He kills, then He makes alive. He brings down, then He brings up. He makes poor, then He makes rich. He brings low, then He lifts up. Then He raises the poor out of the dead. Why would God work backwards like that? Let me tell you why. Because when you finally get where it is you're going, when you get alive, and when you get out of the grave, and when you're not poor anymore, and when you're lifted up a little bit, you remember that it was God. God that brought you out of where you came from. If you started high and then went down, you could take credit for it. But God said, no, no, no. It's not going to happen that way. I'm going to lift you up so you'll always know it was me who got you there. It was me who lifted you out of your addiction. It was me who healed your marriage when she walked out of you. It was me who healed your body of cancer. It was me who brought your kids back home when you didn't think they were coming home. It was me who gave you a family when you didn't think you could have one. It was me who gave you the intelligence to get that degree, to start that business. It was God who gave us everything. God doesn't have it backwards. We do. We think God starts on top. No, no, no. God doesn't start there. God says, I'll find you right where you are down here. And I'll come play for him, Henry, before I preach too hard. God said, I'll start here and pick you up where you're going. Listen to me. Doesn't matter how low you are or how high the escalator is in front of you. You can get where you're going. I know there's some distractions. The enemy can't destroy. You've tried. You're still here. He's tried to take your faith away. You're still here. He's tried to take your joy away. You still smile. He's tried to, to destroy your marriage. You're still sitting by one another. Not close, but you're there. He's tried to take your health away, but you're still walking. He tried to take your kids and destroy it, but they still call. Not often, but it's something. He it can't destroy you, so he throws all of this stuff in your way. To distract you. And I came on the third week to tell you. Just keep walking. Like that betrayal that you think was meant to destroy you. No, 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 no. That's the thing that propels me. That God uses the lowest things in my life. That's how He makes me alive. Write this down. Here's the last thing. Adversity always in God's kingdom produces advancement. Adversity is what produces advancement in the kingdom of God. I'll go further than that. Some of us are better in battle. Listen to me. Some of us are better in battle. God knows you and He knows me. And He knows that if, I, if, it's, if it's easy, then you get lazy. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If, 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 if you don't have a struggle, then you're, you're liable to start believing you created all of this. You're prone to believe. I'm prone to believe that I fixed my life. I got to the top on my own. My talents opened these doors. Come on. My gifts made a way. I worked it out. I read enough books. I worked hard. This is what I've got. There, there's Sometimes Christians are just better in a battle. It's better when God says, I know it seems uncomfortable, but I'm keeping you battle ready. I'm keeping you ready for what I've got for you. I got to keep you in a battle so I can keep you fit and take you to your destiny. I can't ever let you get lazy to stay on this level. You'll just look at the luggage cart and say, "I guess this is it. I guess we can't get up there." You can't have deliverance if you don't have a disaster every once in a while. You 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 can't. Paul and Silas in the New Testament they would have never seen the Philippian jailer set free. If they hadn't gone to jail, sometimes you're better in a battle. You're just better in a battle. Romans 8 says it like this, that we know that all things work together for the good. We know. I know God's got a purpose. If you know the purpose for the problem, you can't kill my hope, everybody. You can't take it away from me. You, on my worst day, I look at the enemy and say, "You're not going. This, this is not going to work. You, you don't know what I've got. You don't know what I know. Uh, this is just another battle on the way to where God's called me to be. This isn't going to stop me. This may delay me a minute. I may have a hard day. I, 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 I may I may take a punch or two in the gut, but I'm gonna get back up. Come on, Micah says, "Don't rejoice against me. Don't start laughing yet." I it's not over with yet now listen, look at me in the eyes, Christians listen to me. you may have lost the last round, but it doesn't mean you've lost the fight. You may have lost the last round. anybody into boxing? You can lose a round and not lose the fight. you may have been punched pretty hard in the last round. It may have punched your marriage, it may have punched your finances it may have it may it may, it, it, it may have may have knocked your teeth out and you thought, man, I don't know. The key to winning in Christianity is not every round. It's in the fight. God doesn't judge you on the round that you're in. God, I'm speaking to somebody prophetically. Listen, God doesn't judge your life by the round you're in. He judges your life by the fight. He doesn't judge your destiny by, well, I guess they're not strong enough because this round took them out. No, no, no. No, no, no. All you got to do is get back up. The only way you lose in boxing is if you stay down. Just get back up another round. Is it going to hurt again? You bet. It hurt the last round. But as long as I'm standing up, there's there's hope in the fight. Listen, and you just got to take a step because God never, write this down, God never called you to be ready. God just called you to follow. God didn't call you to be ready. He just called you to follow. And I know you don't feel ready to do what God's called you to do. And I know you feel like the last round almost took you out, but it didn't. Just get back up again. Just keep walking forward. Just keep taking one small step. See what God would do with your life. Bow your heads for prayer all over the house. Father, I pray for people in this room who feel like the last round almost took them out. Team, if you're moving, do so quietly and quickly. People are making life changing decisions in this moment. I don't want to distract them. God, there are people who the last round was brutal. Almost killed them. Maybe even bruised them up pretty bad. Their faith is bruised. Now, the enemy knew he couldn't destroy them, so he just thought I'd wear them out. If I can just keep fighting, I'll wear them out enough. I'll distract them enough. They'll just give up. But not us. Not today. I pray for people in this room who feel overwhelmed at the fight, who are looking at the escalator, looking at what the next level, thinking, I'd love to get up there. I just don't know what to do with all this stuff, all of this baggage, all of this bitterness, all of this betrayal, all of this stuff I brought along the way. But God, I'm investing in a ladder today and some stairs. I don't have to get there today. I don't have to get there tomorrow. I just got to keep walking that direction. You don't have to be first. Just got to be there.